call in. Sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 204 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Iskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all about wealth management technology. Welcome to our October monthly news review. I have a lot of stories to cover, including the Future Proof Festival, big news, both good and bad, from Investnet and Orion, and of course, our regular updates uh, on movements in the industry, integrations, uh, changes, acquisitions, and our Wealth Tech Integration Score and the Keatsis Ezra Group Advisor Tech Map updates. But before we get started, I have a message for you executives at wealth management firms. Your tech debt is holding back your business growth. Your software platform is old and rusted and falling apart and needs an overhaul. Your disparate systems don't communicate with each other and is driving your ops team and advisors crazy with manual processes and errors and Excel macros and worksheets. So if you're in charge of technology or operations for a broker dealer, an RIA, a family office, or a TAMP, you should run, not walk, to our website, ezragroup.com, and fill out the Contact Us form on the homepage. Our experienced team can evaluate your current tech ecosystem, deliver targeted recommendations, optimize your existing systems and operations, or even run an RFP and help you implement brand new software to take your firm to the next level. And you can take advantage of our free consultation by going to ezragroup.com. Now, a few housekeeping items before we continue. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Uh, we support the Invest in Others uh, charitable foundation. You can check them out at investinothers.org. All right, now let's kick this thing off. Come on in, sit back and relax. You're listening to the September News Roundup on the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Iskowitz. Founder and CEO of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features news, information, updates, and trends all about wealth management technology. And as I said, this is our news roundup for September, just squeezing in at the end of the month. Got so much to talk about with you. Uh, let's just jump right in. Uh, first up in the news, Future Proof. What a great conference uh, out in Huntington Beach, California. I'm sure you've heard about it. Uh, three days of a uh, wealth management technology festival and uh, outside uh, intense. It was very cool, a lot of fun, very relaxed. Uh, no ties to be found, people in shorts and t-shirts, flip-flops. Certainly a different vibe from your, your typical wealth management uh, conference. Uh, I've got a bunch of uh, notes here that I took during the conference. I'm just going to uh, bounce around a couple of different things, just to give you a quick overview um, first day was Sunday, and kicking off the conference was Jamie Hopkins, formerly of Carson Group, now of Bryn Mawr Trust. Uh, some practice management tips. Uh, what's your why? Create a conviction mindset to be a strong leader. Not being what you say you are, but being what you do. And grit means having a purpose that drives what you're doing. A lot of marketing uh, panels at this conference. In fact, all the con all the panels were really good. All the ones that I attended, I was trying to move it back and forth to see a lot of the different panels, a uh, bunch of marketing panels, and I'm, I, I eat that stuff up. Um, Samantha Allen, also from Carson Group, uh, talked about finding something that's unique to your practice uh, for advisors who are looking to market their practice. Find something unique that's that's just um, that can differentiate you from every other firm that's out there. 
Another good tip from Samantha, the funnel doesn't end at conversion. Keep working uh, your your prospects even after they become clients so that they deliver better referrals. Uh, Kendra Wright from Rebel Media Marketing, focus is the ultimate competitive advantage. Another tip from Kendra, borrow other people's audience. And what that means is go on other people's podcasts, write guest posts on their blogs, borrow their audience, and let them borrow yours uh, when you get an audience. Gary Foodham, CMO of Mercer Advisors. Rebranding by first thinking about their why and how before the what. So think about your why and your how before the what. Uh, Reminds me of uh, Simon Sinek. What's the why? Another tip from Gary, measure, 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 and then double down on what's working. Boom, do it. Another great marketing practice management leader in our industry, Stephanie Bogan was at Future Proof, talking about the leadership mindset. Did you know your mindset drives 80% of your success? It's true. Elevate your work, elevate your health, all your wealth, elevate your well-being. Be bold. Great leaders embrace uncertainty. I'm sure you can find more about Stephanie Bogan just if you Google her. There was a CEO roundtable. Um, Sarah Levy, the CEO of Betterment, talked about how she believes robo-advisors are an on-ramp for new investors to graduate to human advisors. Bill Capuzzi from Apex, the plumbing of our industry is broken with high minimums keeping high minimums keeping younger investors out. Kunal Kapoor from Morningstar. AI-powered chatbot clients tend to AI-powered chatbots. Clients tend to ask technical questions, but when they put a human face on the chatbot, like with their AI-powered uh, chatbot called Mo, clients ask more personal questions that they would normally ask their advisors. I found that to be very interesting. Author Morgan Housel, who wrote a book called *The Psychology of Money*, uh, gave a couple tips. As wealth grows, increased complexity is directly correlated to increased unhappiness. People with a simpler life are happier. Differentiation is survival. He also talked a bit about um, the whole the business of of, uh, of writing books, which I thought was interesting in some of the Q&A. So that was uh, my notes from Sunday. Again, it was a, a three-day or four-day conference, a three-and-a-half-day conference. On Monday, Joe Duran, uh, founder of United Capital, another number of other firms, uh, and uh, RA aggregator pioneer, he lamented the industry's lack of original thinking. He made a he talked about the uh, acquisition by Goldman and mentioned uh, made a comment: all private equity is not created equal. Uh, talked about his history and about his past and growing up. Uh, mentioned resi- resilience comes from adversity. One interesting story he told uh, was part of the sale of United Capital to Goldman. He insisted that they peel off. $30 million off the top and give $6 million to charity. And that $24 million should be distributed to advisor teams that didn't have much equity in the firm. It wouldn't be making out from the deal. So I thought that was a pretty decent of, of Joe. Uh, a lot of panels, at least five panels, six panels about alternative investments of different kinds. Opto Invest's Matt Malone said access to alts isn't the problem anymore for advisors. Instead, they need education and customization to thoughtfully add private markets to client portfolios. Another panel uh, had um, um, Mazi Abadori from Altruist. He talked about on managing the overwhelming choice available to RIAs. Be deliberate and methodical about what your practice looks like, the type of clients you want to serve, and how you want to spend your time. 
Margaret Hardigan, CEO of Marstone. Most wealth management firms do not have seamless integrations because uh, between key systems. Now, we've seen that many times. We know that over at Ezra Group. Integrations are a problem. Also from Margaret, leverage AI technology that can help amplify your empathy. That's an interesting point and something I've I've heard going both ways. I've heard some uh, people in the industry saying that AI can't replace empathy from advisors, but I disagree. I think AI can help level the playing field when it comes to empathy with advisors, especially around generative AI that can create text uh, and outreach that feels empathetic. Many advisors don't have the same level of empathy. You know, the best advisors, the most successful ones, um, in my opinion, have a bit more empathy and understand uh, how to deal with people. Maybe they're better salespeople, they're better at connecting with clients, but other advisors maybe don't have that. And the AI thing could help raise them up by either prompting them, giving them a, a recommendations of what they should be saying to different types of customers. It's only going to get better as the tools uh, gather more data. Um, industry leader Brian McLaughlin from Orion was at the conference speaking on a panel, talking about AI. Custom, local, uh, custom localized AI models are required to deliver personalized recommendations to clients. General models like ChatGPT won't be as useful to financial advisors. A, a quote I heard on a podcast, I think it was This Week in Startups by Jason Calacanis, uh, where he said that in the next three years or so, all the Fortune 500 companies are going to be building, will have built out their own localized large language model because they realize you can't give up your the, the crown jewels, your core information, your core documents, your core knowledge, and intellectual property, and put it into a public uh, generative AI model. But you need that capability. So they're going to be building their own models. That way, that model becomes basically the smartest person at the firm, knowing everything, seeing every article, every document, every report, uh, and it will know everything at a, at a, at a glance. Uh, Brian considers Orion to be a most-in-one platform, which is not an all-in-one, and he believes that because it covers the prospect, plan, invest, achieve uh, pathway and can integrate with any system. Uh, we also had Katie Bruner of Skyview Partners giving us R uh, RIA M&A mistakes to avoid. Buyers and sellers should avoid working with firms that don't have a detailed transition process. And culture and synergies absolutely matter when it comes to M&A, but at the end of the day, being a strong fit from an operational perspective is equally, if not more important. Another marketing panel with Robert Sophia, founder of Snappy Kraken. Think about marketing as a flywheel versus a funnel. Robert has expressed this thought a number of ways. I wrote an article uh, with some of his comments, I think four years ago now, and the article, we called the article um, Tweet to Table, talking about how marketing is more like farming, not like Vegas. You're not rolling the dice trying to get a, a big win. You are planting the seeds and you're growing and you're, you're tending your garden, your marketing garden over many months or years. Uh, Another comment from uh, Robert Sophia, open rates for emails with video are four times higher than just plain text. That's great advice for not just financial advisors, but anyone in uh, who's doing marketing and outreach in the B2B or B2C world. Tuesday comments from uh, Future Proof. Okay, almost done here. Got a couple more things I wanted to share with you. Uh, there was a CTO workshop on AI transformation. That was really interesting. 
uh, talking about generative AI and how it can be used, low-hanging fruit. Um, RIA should run two different work streams. One, identify external tools that can provide the most value. Two, catalog data that's unique to your business and put it into a data lake. That came from Julian Gartner of Capital Group. Now, the first one, identifying external tools that can provide most value. We recommend that all of our RIA clients every year do a, a, even just a one-day quick review of your tech stack and a quick review of the market. Uh, just to see what's out there, look at some of the vendors, just get an idea of what's happening. Doesn't mean you have to change. You don't have to buy new software. Just take a look and see what's going on at least once a year. It's hard to have structurally high inflation when you have tech and AI doing who knows what to productivity, uh, said Michael Batnick of Ritholz Wealth. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but we do know that tech and AI are doing a lot of improvements to productivity. I've heard, uh, uh, I listen to a lot of AI podcasts, do a lot of reading on AI, do a lot of speaking on AI. And some of the stats I've heard anecdotally across multiple industries <clears throat> is white collar workers are seeing a 20 to 30% increase in productivity by using generative AI, just in general. Uh, and finally, it's, I think we can wrap. Oh, I have two more. Uh, one is the uh, the great Michael Keatses. He was at Future Proof, uh, gave a great, uh, great presentation on advisor marketing. He was talking mainly, if I can summarize his, his, uh, his talk, was that RIAs, um, when they are small, they, their marketing is mostly time-based. I mean, the, R, the advisors are spending their time to create the marketing and do the marketing, and gather referrals. But if they want to grow and scale to very large size, they have to shift from time-based marketing, which is anti-scale because it's, it does not scale, it's linear. The more uh, marketing you want to do, the more time you need. They need to shift to dollar-based marketing where they're putting in funding dollars into marketing tools, platforms, advertising, marketing campaigns, that's how the largest firms grow. Uh, they don't grow by word of mouth referrals anymore because that doesn't scale. And finally, my own panel, thank you very much, which was on alternative investments, specifically venture capital investing for advisors. And uh, I encourage you to look at these two applications uh, the panelists were representing. One is called Allocate, and it allows advisors to onboard top tier venture capital into a managed account. And Fundrise, which originally started out, they are one of the largest real estate investment uh, platforms offering white label private funds through their, their app. And they've recently added venture capital to their core offering. So Allocate, Fundrise, you can check them out. Uh, and if you're looking for more about VC investing, that's my wrap from FutureProof. I was excited to be there. Thanks to Matt Middleton and uh, and Josh Brown and the whole team over at, at FutureProof really, really made me feel at home and helped me out um, getting ready for for my panel. And it was a it was a really great time, uh, great networking. Can't wait for FutureProof twenty twenty four. Second story is a combination. I'm combining a bunch of stories here, all about two of the biggest tech uh, providers in our space, tech and TAMP providers in the space. Investnet and Orion have a lot of news, which makes sense. They're some of the biggest uh, vendors, providers in the space. Why shouldn't they have the most news? It's just a lot. I was uh, doing the research here. And it, just, it just never seems to end. I go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. So I got a lot, lot for you here. I'll try to um, summarize it. Um, first, bad news, Investnet and Orion conducting layoffs. 
Uh, they're both laying off just coincidentally around the same time, but for mostly the same reasons. Both firms have been on a, a kick the last four years or so, buying up uh, companies, expanding through acquisitions, and you know the um, you have to pay pay the dues now. Uh, it's all it's it's come due. Um, so the, uh, the the rapid growth is, is slowing, and now you need to consolidate and uh, the acquisitions, which requires uh, usually layoffs. So that has happened, according to press release. Uh, the uh, investnet's normalizing expenses and operational environment to meet our goals. Sure, for margin expansion and cash flow, I get it. Makes perfect sense. The current market environment has macroeconomic headwinds, according to the investnet. PR person requiring a disciplined approach to managing our expenses and optimizing operational efficiency company-wide. Uh, market liked it. Investment shares gained 2% Friday <clears throat> to close at 44, although the stock is down 30% year-to-date. Now, um, this may be partly a response to activist shareholder Impactive Capital, which acquired a 7.5% stake in Investnet and two board seats last year. And they were really banging the drum for um, for expenses, cutting expenses and increasing profitability. Um, so they have been focused on increasing margins, reducing their headcount, cutting real estate costs. They closed their iconic Chicago office. Well, not iconic, but their long-standing Chicago office and relocated to Berwyn, Pennsylvania. And they trimmed their marketing budget by, by a third, 33%, according to the most recent earnings report. Uh, so a lot going on there. And Investor had been uh, acquiring uh, a bunch of firms over the years, and um, that was it was very helpful for them, gathering uh, new clients, gathering new, new technology. Uh, they bought firms like Harvest Wealth, which used to be called Trizic, uh, and they were using that for their uh, more of a digital advice uh, provider. They bought, uh, of course, of course, Folio Dynamics was a uh, a tech platform they bought a number of years ago, uh, and you know those uh, those firms need to be. Um, consolidated, uh, that's, so that's requiring this uh, these uh, these layoffs. Now moving on to Orion, they um, they also announced some layoffs. Uh, about eighty people. We don't know how many people investments laying off, but according to a Citywire report, Orion's laying off eighty people, which sounds like a lot. To you realize they've got over fifteen hundred employees, according to PitchBook, which means there's only about a five or six percent uh, hit which is not unusual for firms of that size. And they said they were basically eliminating redundant roles, which again, uh, we, it was expected. Now, uh, of course, Orion had a, also had a string of acquisitions. I was a little better, more detailed uh, writing those down because I was just, I, I'd forgotten a couple of them. They had bought, uh, they acquired FTJ Fund Choice, a $10 billion TAMP, April 2018. Advisor with a Z, financial planning software, which became, I believe, the new client portal. Hidden levers, stress testing, and proposal gen software in March 2021. They acquired Bringer Capital, announced in June 2020. That was a, that was a very interesting acquisition. It was really huge for Orion. It really, you know, FTJ was their first TAMP acquisition, but I think Brinker really put them on the map because Brinker um, has a, about double, two and a half times the assets of FTJ, but also they have a, uh, they're known for their own strategies. So they didn't have that before. So uh, acquiring Breaker gave them access to custom strategies that a lot of RIAs really like and have been successful over time at attracting assets. And another thing that flew under the radar about the Brinker Capital acquisition was that Genstar Capital, uh, another PE firm, became an investor 
in the business alongside Orion's existing PE firm, TA Associates. And you don't hear a lot about that since it's not flashy tech news, but having GenStar on board to me is a big deal because GenStar is very well versed in the industry. I mean, they've got a number of other industries they work in, but in wealth management, they're really smart. They're, they have made some strategic investments that have done really well. Uh, they, they invested in Mercer Advisors uh, in 2015, and that firm has grown tremendously. They're over 40 billion, 48 billion now. And uh, they also invested in 2018 in Serity Partners, which is over 50 billion, uh, I believe 53 billion in RIA in 2018. And also in 2018, they bought a majority stake in broker dealer Cetera, uh, which recently announced the acquisition of Avantax for 1.2 billion and now has 9,000 advisors and 163 billion in AUM. So I believe GenStar Capital is a, is a great uh, partner to have for Orion in their next phase of growth. And finally, two final acquisitions for Orion, Basis Code in October 2021, uh, which was a, a compliance tool or still a compliance tool. And I think that really helps Orion's platform. That their, their, their compliance wasn't bad, but I think Basis Code really helps beef up the compliance aspect of their, their platform, which is important because a lot of uh, broker-dealers you work with uh, believe uh, in compliance and compliance is, is very important. And we find when we're helping broker dealers with RFPs for enterprise platforms, compliance plays a major role in their decision. I know a number of firms that uh, with InvestNet, as an example, uh, cited compliance, InvestNet's compliance tools as a major part of their decision. So I'm not surprised that Orion bulked up in the compliance category. And finally, one of their biggest acquisitions, April 2022, Redtail Technologies, Redtail CRM, the most popular CRM uh, in the RIA space. So layoffs were not surprising. All right, so that's the bad news. Let's talk about good news for InvestNet and Orion. Uh, InvestNet uh, announced some enhancements to their enterprise platform. One of them, which I thought, again, flies under the radar, but really jumped out at me. Generic orders for fixed income securities, which we also call characteristic-based models. For many years in managed accounts, and I've been doing managed accounts for over 18 years, you can't do fixed income in a model. If you want fixed income, individual fixed income securities in a managed account model, uh, a sleeve of UMA or an SMA, you need to go to a manager-traded sleeve. The manager has to do all the trading of the SMA um, directly, you can't model it out because there's too many there's too many uh, there's too many individual bonds. You know, there's every every security every in, uh, company can have dozens of of, uh, of issuances of uh, fixed income security. So it's not like buying IBM stock. Um, IBM uh, bonds uh, are very different. But if you could tell the rebalancer, I want you to create a model with uh, fixed income with this maturity. This um, this risk, you know, this double A, triple A, this return, and then now go find the bonds that match that. That would be very powerful. A number of firms have been trying this over the years and haven't really done it uh, well enough. So I'm very excited to see uh, Investnet's version of this uh, characteristic based fixed income modeling. The other uh, announcement from InvestNet was that the, their Insights engine, which is part of their wealth data platform, uh, now offers a hundred different data types of hundred different types of data-driven insights, including the new Money in Motion AI reliant insight, 
that establishes patterns in account activity and cash flows, such as regular deposits or withdrawals. And it immediately alerts the advisors if things are changing. Uh, if they're used to getting regular deposits and the deposits stop, or vice versa, if they're used to getting regular withdrawals and they stop, or uh, something big comes in. And this is uh, sort of the holy grail, uh, one of the holy grails of uh, of AI for advisors is being able to analyze tremendous amounts of data across your entire book of business and alert you as to the next best action. What should you be doing next? Which clients you should be talking to, to next? Which clients might be interested in particular products next? And uh, InvestNet is really investing heavily in their data platform. Additional insights include identifying opportunities for tax loss harvesting, um, clients who are in underperforming products, which the compliance team, I imagine, likes, and flagging if clients don't have they haven't had their financial plan updated. So we're we're seeing more and more of these things um, sort of work in to different platforms. And when you're going to see AI become ubiquitous, it's just going to appear into different platforms. And pretty soon, every advisor will be using it, and they won't even know it because it'll be behind the scenes. And some more good news for um, these two firms: Orion announced at Futureproof their uh, new portfolio comparison tool. Now, this tool has a number of features, and uh, I find it pretty interesting. Uh, it's got scenario visualization, so advisors can do what-if scenarios for the different portfolios, uh, including risk factors, tax implications, allocation changes. It's got enhanced precision, centralized workflows, um, and integration with the rest of Orion. And these kind of things are super helpful. You know, Some of the firms, uh, some RAs we worked with in the past uh, when they don't have these kind of tools, have to resort to you know blunt force things like well we can't tell what the unrealized gain is on a portfolio because our our system doesn't allow it. I'm just going to put in a liquidation uh, into my rebalancer so I can see what the realized gain is on, without without submitting the orders, which is really not the right way to do that. You want a what if tool like this uh, this uh, tool from Orion. Uh, that where you can say, what if I do this? What if I were to liquidate? What if I were to sell, you know, or implement this model that that replaced this position, this position with that position? What are the tax implications? How would it change? So um, this is not going to be available, I believe, until next year. So, but we're interested to see the Orion portfolio comparison tool when it comes out. More good news for Orion. Okay, so again, I promise you, this is the end of the Orion investment news. Uh, Orion's new news, new CEO. We got Natalie Wolfson, new CEO coming from AssetMark. Uh, Natalie was on the podcast. Uh, if you want to check out the Wealth Tech Today podcast, just do a search for Natalie Wolfson, and you will find her uh, her podcast. You can listen to uh, that. I find, her, I find her to be a fascinating person. Uh, it's got great leadership skills as she uh, led AssetMark through uh, a tricky phase of their growth, and now will be leading Orion the next phase of their growth and uh, look forward to seeing uh, what Natalie can do uh, with, with Orion as they, uh, they move on. Continuing with the next story, I got, I'm going to combine a couple stories here about um, um, updates to uh, other tech vendors, acquisitions, new feature functionality new investments. We've got, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, FMG acquires my rep chat. Expanding compliant text messaging capabilities. My Rep Chat enables users to conduct text and group messaging, provides a digital assistant to automate triggered communications, and includes compliance features 
scheduling options, auto forwarding, yes and yes, yes, yada, yada, yada. Uh, MyRep Chat Deal is FMG's eighth acquisition in seven years in the wealth management space. Since 2016, FMG has acquired Advisor Launchpad, Advisor's Assistant, Agency Revolution, Platinum Strategies, Marketing Pro, 20 over 10, Investorly. They've really become a major player in advisor marketing. Uh, we, we've done uh, at Ezra Group in our Ezra Group Research Division. We uh, keep track of all the different categories in advisor tech. Digital marketing is no different. So seeing how FMG has grown over the years um, from a, a very basic marketing platform to a full featured marketing platform has been impressive. Uh, their capabilities in CRM, website, social media, content personalization, uh, automation, uh, it, I think is impressive. Uh, adding my rep chat, uh, a, a very well-known firm in the industry with a, a, a very good client base and strong technology, I think will really help FMG um, in their overall suite. And, and you know, you want to have more things to sell to your existing uh, client base and increase your wallet share with them. So uh, it's good to have that. And FMG is also working on a, a generative AI-powered tool that uses their unique knowledge to create automatic responses by chat or email for FMG's customers. So that's um, something that you're gonna see more and more where these uh, you know, chat GPT powered chatbots that are that appear to be more intelligent and can answer more questions. So good to, good for FMG. More tech news. We have uh, YCharts, uh, which I'm sure you, you know these guys, ycharts.com has announced integration with Virgil, V-R-G-L, which is an application that uh, started out uh, with uh, OCR, of uh, client statements. Uh, I wish I thought of that idea. Uh, brilliant. So they uh, allow advisors to take PDF files of their prospective clients' held away accounts or other accounts and then suck them in and pull out the data. And then you can you know, stick that into a proposal. Uh, naturally, uh, Virgil has uh, expanded into proposal generation as have, have Y charts and they're partnering. So now they can move data between themselves. Uh, so Y charts for their new proposal generation capabilities can pull in data directly from Virgil. Uh, um, I'm not sure if it's vice versa. I know it's from Virgil to Y charts. I'll have to check into that. We have a number of RA clients who use both of these vendors. So I'm happy to see them partnering because you definitely want to, we, we're always looking for ways to make our uh, advisory clients uh, lives more seamless. So uh, companies like Virgil and Y charts that can uh, work together uh, uh, even though in some areas, other areas, they may be competing, uh, it always helps when you've got common clients to be able to integrate together. And that also help their wealth tech integration score, which we'll be talking about uh, a little later. Next is Holista Plan announces strategic partnership with Lead Edge Capital to transition from a startup to a scale up. Holista Plan, such a, a, great, a great story. Uh, Roger Pine and Kevin Lozier. Uh, founded Holista Plan in 2019. Uh, they've been on the podcast. You can check them out. They recently surpassed 20,000 users this past summer. Big kudos to them. They, they basically created this category uh, of tax, um, you know, this, this tax management uh, category of um, OCR uh, of PDFs for 1040s and then providing automated advice on those. Uh, they really own the market. Uh, I believe five years ago before they started, tax management software had a very, very small market share of advisors. And now just four years later, 
it's uh, I think 60% of advisors are using some form of tax management software and Holistoplan owns an astonishing 42% overall market share. That's according to the latest 2023 Kitas Advisor Tech Survey, which you can find at kitas.com. And their closest competitors, BNA, Income Tax, and FP Alpha, each have just 3%. You know, that's 10x, more than 10x, unheard of. So uh, for the holistic plan to double down, uh, get some funding to see how they can continue their stranglehold on this category. Because, you know, success breeds competitors. And there's going to be more firms building out these type of 1040 analysis tools like FP Alpha did. Um, they, they came out th- with this recently. Uh, and Hostoplan also received the highest satisfaction score of any provider on the Keatsis survey, which was a an average of a 9.3, which is extremely high for advisor satisfaction. Uh, more news is, uh, uh, this is uh, personnel news, people moving uh, around. Uh, former Brinker CEO Noreen Beeman joins Commonwealth Board. Congrats, Noreen. Uh, congrats, Commonwealth, for bringing uh, an industry leader, an experienced operator, and uh, and CEO Noreen Beeman onto your board. She joins uh, uh, luminaries such as Mark Tabergian, former CEO of Pershing Advisor Solutions. Now, Noreen left Orion last year after uh, completing the integration of uh, her firm, Breaker Capital, into Orion. And Noreen's also started her own executive coaching and consulting business. So please reach out to her if you need any of those services uh, from Noreen. Uh, another announcement of a uh, board members, Wealth.com adds Brian Hamburger uh, as a strategic advisor. Uh, in June, Wealth.com um, debuted their artificial intelligence-powered legal assistant, Esther, which allows advisors to upload an existing estate planning document and receive immediate summary of the plan. They added Brian Hamburger, uh, industry uh, leader uh, and founder and CEO of Market Council, the compliance uh, firm, as well as Market Council uh, Conference. Uh, so uh, kudos to them. Uh, they they made a great uh, a great move, uh, managing to convince Brian to join their board because he's he's a, he's a very knowledgeable person, very well connected, and I, I know he will help them out tremendously. So that's uh, that's a quick roundup here. Now on to uh, the advisor tech map and the wealth tech integration score news. As you know, I work with Michael Kitsis on the uh, Kitsis Ezra Group Advisor Tech Map, which you can find at kitsis.com. And every month we meet and go over new vendors that want to be added to the map, vendors that are being taken off the map due to acquisitions or firms going out of business. Uh, Michael and I are constantly revamping the map, looking at categories, evaluating how do we make it more useful, more organized. And so there's always something going on, always something we're tweaking or changing. So let's give you a quick rundown on what will be what you'll see in the October map, which should come out, I believe, uh, this week sometime. One, two, three, four, five. We got five additions to the map. First is Buckler, which is a cybersecurity uh, a platform, which is, I believe, owned by FCI Cyber. So Buckler is a cyber program management system. So that's if you're doing, if you have your own uh, CISO and you're managing your own information security policies, business continuity plans, things like that, vendor risk management. If you're doing it in-house, you use a tool like Buckler to manage your program. Now, if you wanted to outsource all of that, you'd call FCI Cyber. They're a managed security provider around uh, cybersecurity. 
So you can call them. And we did tweak that those categories a little bit. So FCI Cyber was in the cybersecurity subsection of managed service providers, but now we moved FCI into the managed service provider section and put Buckler into the cybersecurity section. So you'll see that um, in the map. My compliance office is a compliance tool. Uh, as you as uh, as the name implies, they've got communication compliance, compliance oversight, market abuse regulations, pay to play, compliance, conflict of interest, crypto compliance, a wide range of tools to monitor uh, what your employees are doing so that you can check them out at mycompliance.office.com. Oh, boy, Buckler is buckler.com, B-U-C-K-L-E-R.com. Cash Tech. See, it's a, that's a tough name to spell. C-A-C-H-E-T-E-C-H dot I-O. Cash Tech is, looks like an all-in-one platform for advisors, comprehensive software solution, um, portfolio management, workflow, billing, CRM, client portal, mobile app, tax loss harvesting, performance reporting. Wow. Uh, they've, they've got everything here at Cash Tech. So you can check them out at Cash Tech. .io. They are now in the all-in-one category. Nova Track, Nova-Track, T-R-A-K.com, Nova-Track.com goes into advice engagement. They are advice engagement solution, helping advisors um, work with their clients better, helping clients make meaningful actions, uh, uh, presenting data and analytics in a, in, a, in an engaging way. It looks it looked a little bit like it was financial planning ish to me, but apparently there that's only one part of their tools, and they really think that they're more of advice engagement. So you can check them out at nova-track.com. Let's close these windows here. One, two, three, four, five. Rainbook Advisor Lead Gen. This looks like a um, a direct to consumer website that's trying to get consumers, investors uh, to log on and then select an advisor, helping them determine uh, which advisor might be best for them. Uh, so that's definitely uh, securely in the lead gen space. And that is Rainbook, R-A-I-N-B-O-O-K.com. And that's all the additions. We have some restructuring. You know, Michael, I've been talking about restructuring the portfolio management all-in-one categories. Uh, and rebalance and the trading rebalancing categories, moving them around a bit, renaming it to something else. So we're not doing it this month, but just so you know, it's coming down the pike at some point, probably before the end of the year. Um, some things that were removed: uh, Advisor Peak was acquired by Adapar, so that came off uh, as a as an icon uh, in the rebalancing category. Tiffin Plan has been renamed to Tiffin Wealth. Yes, I can't speak. Tiffin Plan renamed to Tiffin Wealth. Uh, and we removed Tiffin Risk, Tiffin Magnify replaced Tiffin Plan. Boy, Tiffin's got a lot of news. And Tiffin Clout has uh, been closed. Apparently, they they shut that one down. Tiffin Clout. Reg Ed was bought by Compliance Max, so that icon got removed. And then uh, Covisum has a number of applications: Tax Clarity, Income Insight, uh, Social Security app, and, and Smart Risk app. So they're all on the map. You can check those out. And those are, are most of the, up, I think it's all the updates. Uh, you can check out, again, I mentioned at Keatsis.com. You can check out the Wealth Tech integration score. 
If you want to see the score of any of these uh, the, any of these vendors, you can go to EzraGroup.com and then click on what we do and then select Wealth Tech Integration Scores. And you can see, uh, you can go by category. So you can look at the all-in-ones. If you want to see all the all-in-one applications and see how they're scoring, you could see that Orion, InvestNet, Black Diamond all have superior scores. Morningstar Office Advise on Tamarack have excellent scores. And then below that, not so good scores. Uh, but it's all available to you on the Ezra Group website. And our scores are also available on the Keatsis.com Advisor Tech directory. Uh, if you look up any particular applications, he's uh, he sh we, uh, we send him those scores. He can see the Keatsis um, satisfaction score for each application, as well as the Wealth Tech integration score. Uh, and something uh, I'm announcing here is for all vendors that have a uh, a, a wealth tech integration score of six or above, you are eligible to uh, join the wealth tech integration score recognition program. Uh, so please contact uh, uh, us uh, either at consulting at ezragroup.com or you can email me at craig at ezragroup.com uh, and we uh, happy to talk to you about the benefits of the recognition program. One of them is the ability to use our badges on your websites and all your marketing materials. Uh, but there's a lot of other benefits to the Wealth Tech Integration Score Recognition Program. So please reach out to us to learn more about that. All right, that's a wrap for another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Thanks for listening. Please go to our website, ezragroup.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, every month you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, information, updates. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening and talk to you all again next time.